we can start by taking the precepts. Ahambante Tisarinanasaha Atangas Managatang Opposite Tilang Damanga Chami Anugang Katawa Silang Dita Mebante DMP Ahambante Tisarinanasaha Atangas Managatang Opposite Silang Dhammanya Chami Anugang Katawa Silang Dita Mebante Tariyampi Ahambante Tisarinanasaha Atangas Managatang Opposite Silang Dhammanya Chami Anugang Katawa Silang Dita Mebante Dhammang Sarananga Chami Dhammang Sarananga Chami Sanghang Sarananga Chami Ariyampi Buddhang Sarananga Chami Dhammang Sarananga Chami Sanghang Sarananga Chami Tisaranagamanang Paripunang Panatipata Veramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Adinadana Veramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Abrakmacharya Veramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Musavada Veramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Suramireya Majapamadatana Veramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Vikala Bhojana Veramani Sikapadang Samadhyami Natagita Vadita Visugadasana Malagandha Vilepana Dharana Mandana Vibhusanatana Veramani Sikapadang Samadhyami 
Uchasayana Masayana Beramani Sikapadang Samadhyami The share the merit Idang may silang Asabakayang Vayang Utu Idang may punyang Nibbanas Pachya Utu Mame Punyabagang Sabbasatanang Bagimi Tesabbe Mesamang Punya bagang labantu. Today I would like <laughs> I would like to start to uh, just to tell you a story uh, for those of you who have not been to Asia to just to say how it is uh, how the tradition is maintained there the Buddhist tradition so especially in the Buddhist countries like uh, Burma or Sri Lanka Thailand Cambodia and uh, all the <laughs> this Buddhist area you know where they have where they have kept the, the, the tradition for centuries even for millennium how they have kept it, how they have managed to, to, trans, to translate it and also to put it in the society, to, to incorporate something that is theoretical, to incorporate it into something that is living and to make it something dynamic. Dynamic in the sense of motivating people to do something. But people on every level, on every aspect of society, not for only for monks but also for for householders, for children, for old people, for everybody, everybody can participate into, uh, everybody also can enjoy the, the, the teaching of the Buddha. So, uh, what I found very interesting, you know, is that uh, when you are uh, in this context, in this, in this society, then, um, Then you have these monks, and then some of them, they are trained just to be preachers. And they are trained, so that means they, they have some kind of talents, you know, of storyteller, and then also they get uh, the advice of uh, elder monks who also learn the tradition of how to preach, how to, how to entertain people in the way that uh, they will understand deep aspects of the Dhamma. So this tradition is so nice, but also uh, it is uh, enabling, 
those uh, storytellers, if we can say, to transmit something very deep, also, but something also very, uh, very complete in simple language. So, um, so those monks, they learn the text very, very well, with, together with the commentary. So when they are speaking, <coughs> you know, they, they just go with stories and also with uh, explanations and also all the time they are improvising, but with such a material that uh, you never lose the interest with what you are listening. It's always interesting. And also they keep the motivation with the, with the audience in the way that uh, uh, it is really entertaining. And uh, sometimes also they have uh, you know, ceremonies or they have festivals because in the old days, even still nowadays, you know, in the village, they don't have the televisions and they don't have too much of the uh, normal, uh, the, of the, the modern informatic uh, system that we have nowadays. So they still have that type of festivals where uh, monks will be invited and then they will preach for, for some time. And, uh, and then it is very, very common, and it's, a, it's an entertainment for them. It's like, a, it's like going to the cinema. So, no, this is true. So it's like they make it in the streets, and then you have hundreds and thousands of people just listening. They just go there, and lis they listen to a sermon. Can you imagine that? <laughs> but they go there because they get something out of it. They really like it. So it's really fun. They have a lot of fun. They laugh. And they, they tell joke and, and then they are not so bored. If they are bored, then they can sleep or they can, it doesn't matter. They are together, they are listening to something that is inspiring and then <laughs> they get a, a lot of happiness out of it. So, um, So they can talk for a very long time also, those monks. So I will tell you another story. <laughs> is, uh, then there was such a monk, also th these monks, you know, they are so popular that uh, they, they, they become like movie stars in the, in the country. Yes, they go, they go around and then they, they have posters and <laughs> it's like movie stars, really, uh, literally it's like this. And they have crowds following them. And so <laughs> there are big shots of people there. The monks there, they, they, it's a kind of... Uh, uh, it's a it's a social class, but also it's a well, it's a it's a th th there is some standing in that. So anyway, uh, the story I want to tell you is that once there was such also sometimes some monks they are just storytellers, you know, and they tell anything and they, they don't stop uh, saying they don't stop uh, they don't stop uh, preaching. So <coughs> I just want to tell you a, a, a story is that uh, once there was in a village <coughs> in a village there was a there was a monk like this who was invited you know to preach uh, for that festival so it started maybe at seven o'clock or seven fifteen maybe eight o'clock i don't know but uh, uh, the monk started to 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 give his uh, his dhamma talk you know and then just talking and talking and then people were like this you know listening so after a few hours you know at ten o'clock then he was still going and <coughs> with his stories and uh, just entertaining people. And uh, so people were a little bit tired, you know, they, they started to be tired and sleepy. And so at about midnight, then the people also, the, you know, some of them, they will start to go back home and, uh, 
and uh, just start little by little uh, move away from the um, from the preaching uh, uh, area and then uh, and like this you know one o'clock two o'clock and then <coughs> and then at four o'clock the monkey was still preaching four o'clock in the morning so at the time the only person that was uh, remaining there in the audience was uh, the village chief so uh, at the end of the talk, the village chief, you know, came to the monk and he said, well, my respectable sir, or as you notice, the people are not so interested to listen to a Dhamma talk so long. So from now on, your talks should not be more than two hours. So that they limited the, the amount of time. So just, I just tell you that story because Tonight I am watching the, 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 <laughs> the, the clock and I won't extend my time more than, uh, than the required area. Don't worry about it. I don't say that I am interesting. I just say that uh, I go according to the clock whether you like it or you don't like it. So today I didn't know about what to talk about. Oh, there are so many things to talk about, you know, that uh, sometimes uh, it's difficult to see, okay, now from where should I start and uh, which topic should I explain? And so I was uh, still uh, not sure because uh, it's very delicate, you know. So anyway, uh, this afternoon I got a message, you know, just a note, and then the note was saying, uh, It was a question, and then the question is, a single thought can affect the balance of elements with the interrogation mark and exclamation mark. Is this so, or am I observing coincidence? So this person has started to do the four element meditation, right, which consists in observing the elements in, our, in the body. So, That's a very nice observation. And then from there, we have a thread. We have a very important thread. The trend, the thread of thoughts, the train of thoughts. Where, are th where thoughts are leading us? What effect thoughts are having on ourselves? What is the power of thought? What is thought? What is the dynamic of thoughts in regards to our life? That's all it's all about, you know. Is thought uh, influencing our body? Hmm? So, uh, well, it's very simple, you know. So I'm not. It's not. It's not academic what I am saying. But uh, as you observe now, I mean, for every meditator, you see that actually uh, thoughts are influencing our uh, our body. Thoughts also is influencing our set the, the the rest of the quality of our mind. And uh, if, uh, if you just notice, uh, the quality of the thoughts that you are having also influence the quality of, uh, of your mind. Like if you have thoughts of loving kindness, thoughts of uh, charity, or thoughts of uh, Dhamma, or good thoughts, then you feel very comfortable. 
but what is this? It's just, a f it's just a mental feeling, but actually it's a real feeling that is born out of the impact that the, 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 the materiality is, is giving back to your mind. But uh, actually the thoughts themselves are influencing the elements. And uh, so much that, uh, so much true that, it, that this is, that, that if you take the principle, that principle to a very, uh, I mean to, to, to a large extent, then we come to what is called a psychosomatic disease. That means we, are, we can create sickness with our thinking, but also we can create health with our thinking. That's the power of the thoughts. Thoughts also, you know, it is Vitaka. So Vitaka, you have Sama, Sama, what is Sama, Sama, so Sama Sankapa also is related like a thought, it's a right, uh, right thought, right thinking. But also the Vitaka itself is part, like if you analyze the, the, the five Kandas, so in the Nama Kanda of Sankara Kanda, then one of it is the, 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 uh, the Kanda of the Sankara Kanda, and then in the Sankara Kanda, which includes all a lot of mental factors, the chief mental factors that represent uh, the, the mental formation is the, is the mental factor of uh, volition. So volition actually is a, is a very important uh, mental factor and it is the leading uh, part of the Sankara group. So now we started with thoughts and then thoughts also is a parallel, is a synonym, is, is coming also together with volition. And so we are trying to see uh, what is the power of the thoughts. So thoughts uh, themselves, they can create what is called like chitta uh, So the thoughts has the power to create also materiality. This is, uh, that's a fact, and this is analyzed in, in the Abhidhamma. And, uh, but uh, uh, the thought as volition also is uh, very powerful. And, um, and then actually in the uh, uh, one passage in the Anguttara Nikaya, then uh, it is uh, speaking about, uh, they are starting about volition. So what is the... Um, what is the power of volition? It's a, it's a very simple uh, quotation, but nevertheless, uh, I will just uh, take the book. When there is the body, there arise in oneself pleasure and pain caused by bodily volition. When there is a speech, there arise in oneself pleasure and pain caused by verbal volition. When there is mind, there arise in oneself pleasure and pain caused, caused by mental volition. And all this is conditioned by ignorance. So here the uh, volition that is arising, that, uh, that, that condition, you know, the, the mental and the, and the physical uh, pleasure and pain, actually, is uh, can be uh, divided into six types of uh, volition or two types of volition that uh, 
the kusala or akusala, so awesome or unawesome volitions. And uh, then these volitions also will motivate uh, the body action, the verbal actions, and also the, the rest of the mental actions. So we have those three uh, types of uh, uh, motivated factors, three types of actions that arise out of the volition itself. And uh, this volition, this uh, aspect of uh, Sankara, not only it will motivate the verbal volition and then the physical uh, volition, but also all the power of the mind, all the energy of the mind is moving about, coordinated by volition itself. So in this life now, we are doing volition. The volition is going on with every thought that we are having. Every thought is connected with a type of a volition. So whether it is wholesome or unwholesome, it's a type of division. So now we are influenced, we are influenced by volition. And also, not only now, but when we pass away, also volition is still there. And volition is, has the enough power to push us in uh, another type of uh, life. So, it is very strong. Also, like if we relate, like here also, the, you know, at the end of the of that sutta, then they say, as you have noticed, that uh, it is conditioned by ignorance. So the last paragraph here says, in all these states, monks, ignorance is involved. But with the complete fading away of cessation and cessation of ignorance, there is no longer that body, speech or mind condition by which pleasure and pain may arise in oneself. There is no longer a field, a site, a base or a foundation condition by which pleasure and pain may arise in oneself. So just that simple sutta is pointing out to us all the underlying potential of uh, philosophical constructions that is developed in the Patitya the origin, the dependent origination taught uh, by the Buddha. It is now we can start to understand this principle based on volition. Regarding volition, uh, I was reading, you know, uh, recently uh, some extracts of uh, the la Lady Sado, you know, that the Burmese monk who was a very famous teacher last century, and he, he, has, he, he did influence 
a lot, not only in his country, Myanmar, Burma, but also all abroad by his, uh, by his teaching. So he, has, uh, he had also such a wide knowledge, but also his possibility to communicate it was uh, very wonderful. And uh, he, is, he was uh, very fond of, uh, of images and uh, simile. So the simile that, the, that he is uh, giving to us in one of his books is uh, the simile of a locomotive. Like in these days, this is, uh, you know, in the beginning of the 19th, the, the 20th century, about 100 years ago. So they, 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 they were starting to have the, the, the steam engine, you know, the locomotive, <coughs> the steam locomotive. So uh, he was comparing uh, the five kandas, the five aggregates, with the locomotive. And then, uh, for example, he was saying, okay, now that body, Mm, the body is, ju is just like the, 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 the locomotive itself. We are just a train. And uh, the heart base. The heart base, this is, the this is where the volition is, uh, is located. And uh, actually, this is like... Um, mm, I think it's like uh, the, the, the place where the fire is heated up, you know, and uh, where the steam is coming out. So the volition is like the, the motivating factors that will uh, uh, create the steam. And then the steam will uh, evaporate, will ste the, the, the steam will, will, uh, uh, will, will be pushed throughout the body. You know, and then it, it will create the physical movement just with the power of volition. And the fuel itself that is actually uh, making the fire uh, burning is the, 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 the fuel of food, the fuel of uh, the energy of the fire, the energy of uh, the nutriment type of uh, materiality. So the steam actually is making the locomotive going around, you know, so we are moving, we can go, we can uh, do, and then we can walk, we can work, we can do all the things with our body, just like a train, motivated by the volition, motivated by the chitana. Also that chitana is going to make us babble, speak, talk, and he compared the, uh, the talking, you know, the speech, with the, the whistle of the train. It's sweet, huh? So, if you had seen ever the, the, the steam engine, you know, a locomotive, then you, do, you just pull a, a string, you know, and then it's a boop, like the train also. So, you know, the principle is, again, it is like the organ, that, I, that the, it's, it's, it's the vapor that is, uh, that is uh, going through the pipe and then the, the whistle is there. So, but it's this is the steam. So the volition is able to, to, to orient the steam so that we can talk. So because of, the, because of the volition, we are able to talk. So this is, uh, this is the, simi the simile of the locomotive. But I think if we are able to keep that simile in mind, if we are able to sometimes just to stop the locomotive, Okay, now we are at the train station, 
and then we are waiting the command of the the train master. Okay, where we go? What do we do? And uh, and then how fast we go? So now we are sitting, and then we are just like the train, you know, <coughs> in the in the train station. But although we are not going anywhere, still the chaitanya is there. Still we are thinking. Still the engine engine is still working, you know. So so all the time that engine of mind is creating uh, bodily materiality is creating, is influencing our body. Also it is influencing our mind. But however, if the engine is not yet fully started, you know, full speed on the, on the track, then at least we can observe, at least we can, there is a, a minimum of possibility to orient, okay, now where do I want to go or at which speed do I want to go? So uh, in our meditation, Sometimes when we are very quiet, although the meditation object will be the elements or anapanasati or whatever kamatana we are having, nevertheless we will be aware of that. Chaitana will be aware of these thoughts, will be aware of that uh, energy that will uh, make us eventually do something. So that's a uh, uh, very powerful if we know how to use it properly. And by observing it also, we can also calm it down, we can also have a little bit more control about it. And then by understanding it, then we are able to go, you know, and then to orient uh, the, the chitana so that uh, the actions that we are performing will be good actions. Now we have started with all the thoughts, all the thinkings, how the volition is influencing our body. But also it can go the other way around. That is, how the body is, is influencing the mind. How the body itself, how pure material phenomenon also is influencing the body. So when we study the, uh, you know, not the dynamic, but when we study the, the, the component of, uh, of this uh, material uh, uh, phenomenon, and then we see also that the food is a very important factor. Huh? So, what we are eating is influencing also our body. What we are eating also, because it is influencing our body, it can also influence our mind. And also, the things that we have done also are also influencing our body. Everything that we are doing leave a mark, leave a, a stamp, leave a, 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 a something in the body that will uh, also uh, influence the mind. So. By observing the body, we are also able to uh, see different causes that have different effects here and there.
Here actually I really, now I don't know where my train is going to go. So, uh, what I want to come to, you know, is to somehow connect it with what we have seen before in the previous suttas. And also to try to adjust it with what we are doing, what we are practicing, what is uh, our uh, uh, meditation aiming at. Oh, so, that's all it's about. What is our meditation aim at, aiming at? And which way are we going to proceed? And which plan can we have so that uh, we, we, we get motivated to, uh, to understand it a little bit more? So there are two factors that are important. And uh, one factor is to see what is what. That means what is us? What is the world? What is the universe? What it is really as actually as a material phenomenon, as mental phenomenon. That's very important. And also the second thing that is very important, the second thing that is fundamental is why is that? What are the conditions that makes uh, phenomenon arise? What are the causes that support the phenomenon, that support and that uh, uh, condition our existence? So the principle of causality is something very, very important. Everywhere, even in the philosophy, you know, in the time of uh, the old Greeks, they had their principle of causality, how to define uh, uh, patterns of uh, causes and causality so that we understand the object or we understand the topic, the topic of uh, studies and also in science, everything. We need to understand what is what. We need to understand the content of what we are looking and also where it is coming from and then also where it is going to. And uh, there, is a, there is a perspective that needs to deal with the content. There is a perspective also that needs to deal with the synthesis, that needs to deal with the whole package, not only in the present moment, but also in relation to the past, in relation to the present, and in relation to the future. I hope I will not go too far, you know, and, the, and, the, and then also that I will be mani able to manage in time, but uh, for sure. So anyway, there is uh, one interesting uh, sutta here that I will just uh, read, you know, and it is about the verbal Sariputta, uh, who once approached the Buddha and the Ipejamej, and then he asked him, uh, the Buddha told him, uh, Sariputta, whether I teach the Dhamma in brief, or whether I teach uh, it in detail, or whether I teach it both in brief and in detail, those who understand are hard to find. But then Sariputta said, no, no, there will be those who will understand, please uh, teach something. And the Buddha said, well then, Sariputta, those should one train oneself. 
we shall not entertain any eye-making, mind-making or underlying tendency to conceit either in regard to this conscious body or in regard to all external objects. And we should enter and dwell in the liberation of mind, liberation by wisdom, so that we are no longer subject to eye-making, mind-making and the underlying tendency to conceit. That's how one should train oneself. When Sadibutta, a monk has no more eye-making, mind-making and underlying tendency to conceit, either in regard to this conscious body or in regard to external objects, and when he thus enters and dwells in the liberation of mind, liberation by wisdom, he is then called a monk who is who has cut off craving and removed the fetters, one who, by fully breaking through conceit, has made an end of suffering. And then, about this, Sariputta, I have spoken in the questions of uh, Udaya, in the way to the far shore, the quotation which the commentary cannot uh, follow. Uh, then, he says, the abandoning of sensual desires along with the bitter touch of grief, the dispelling of sloth, mental dullness, the warding off of anxious worry, purified mindfulness and equipose, preceded by thinking on the Dhamma. This, I declare, is released by knowledge, the breaking apart of ignorance. So indeed, we can say that the, this is a very brief uh, teaching and also very simple. There is no eye, there is no mind, there is no mind. Don't worry, don't make it, don't create it, don't entertain it, that's all. But is that all? Can we really get rid of this eye? Is it possible to just drop it? Maybe. Some people apparently are able to do it. But if we are not able to do it, then we should investigate a little bit more. So what is uh, Sadiputta actually, when he was teaching, was he teaching like that? Sadiputta was the chief disciple of Buddha, you know, and uh, he was recognized by the, the, the one uh, top in wisdom. So... When he was teaching, it was uh, very much detailed, and he could explain. They say in one of the uh, sutta, you know, that uh, if you ask a, a question to Sariputta, you know, on uh, any topic on the Dhamma, he could talk the whole night on the, about that. He could talk the whole night just because of uh, his knowledge. He, he had so much knowledge, and also so much of uh, purity, of uh, understanding, purity of life, that. Uh, he will explain something and it will just go on and go on and go on. So, in, the, in, in brief, you know, in brief, what, is, what was he talking about? So, there are a few suttas that, that talk about, uh, you know, that uh, talk about how Sariputta uh, was, uh, what, what was teaching and there is one that is called the Ma'ati uh, Padopama Sutta that is the simile of the elephant footprint. It's the Majima Nikaya, forgot the number. And uh, there, 
Uh, he is just talking about this suffering and the end of suffering. He is just talking about the Four Noble Truths, the Buddha's teaching. And uh, then he goes on with uh, the traditional explanation, okay, well, what is suffering, and then birth, and uh, old age, and everything. And then he ends up with the five aggregates. In brief, the five aggregates of existence, the five aggregates of uh, clinging, this is, what, this is the truth of suffering. And then from there he goes on to explain what is the aggregate of materiality, the Rupa Kanda? What is the aggregate of uh, feeling Vedana Kanda? What is the aggregate of uh, Sanya and then uh, Vijnana and Sankara? And uh, he just starts with the beginning. He just starts actually with the more obvious one. And this is about the... Uh, this is about uh, the Rupa Kanda. The Rupakanda. So Rupakanda, he explains it he, in relation to the four elements. Um, I forgot, I also, he is also talking like uh, with the element of space. Huh? So the five, uh, the five material aggregates and then also adding the aggregate of uh, consciousness. So it is the same uh, principle that we found in the... Uh, in the two sutta that I spoke about last time, you know, the Datu Vibhanga Sutta, exposition on the elements, and also on the Bahu Datu Sutta, the many kinds of elements. So we will not uh, repeat uh, there, and also, if you like, you can you can look at the at the, at the text themselves, but. Uh, uh, now I just want to follow up uh, on the <coughs> what uh, what we are trying to aim. And now, not only we have started to to see and you know to experience well these realities. If you, yeah, this is what we are experiencing. So it's called a reality in, in, in our <laughs> terminology. So what we are experiencing is what is what. So we are experiencing these uh, elements, whether it is the five elements, six elements, or 18 elements, or 12 elements, or whatever number of elements. This is what we are experiencing, and also this is what we are analyzing. But now, we are trying to find the causal relationship, the conditionality, or the reciprocity, or what is the dynamic with these elements? How they come to be, and how they support each other, and how also they are uh, uh, kind of uh, relating to each other. So for that purpose, uh, I will take one of the uh, sutta from a big book. Uh, and uh, again, it is relating to the... Uh, actually, I don't need the book. You see, if you were a monk, you know, if you were a monk, well-trained, then this is your, your mind is your computer. So those monks, they know the Pali, like the, the monks in the beginning of Masterism. Right? So these monks, they know the Pali, they recite the Pali, and then they know the grammar, they know the meaning, and everything is registered there. So if you ask them a questions to these uh, venerable, uh, well-trained monks, they just go like this, they just tell the text. And it's very beautiful, because they have digested. They don't need... They don't need books so much, you know. They, they can rely on books to get more information, to get more knowledge. But everything is there. And this is the beauty of the whole system. 
they use the memory, they use the power of, uh, of intellect. And then also, uh, you know, the old ways that uh, I don't say that uh, everything that we are doing nowadays is just corrupt and, uh, and uh, uh, good to nothing. But just to say that uh, in, the, in the old days, in every culture, the power of memory was something that, is, uh, that was very important because uh, not only we are able to store, uh, you know, information, but also we are able to process the information. Once the information is there, you know, then any time we can review it, any time we can, we can digest it hmm, and then understand it in different ways without the help of a book, without the help of a machine, without the help of somebody else. We have assimilated the material and then we need to digest it. So it's wonderful, you know, it is really wonderful. But now we'll go with the book. Uh, so in the, it is a, in the Datu Sanyutta, you know, the, in the book of causation, in the Nidana Vagga also. So here I find interesting because they also, they go very gradually, you know, they start with a symbol, a very simple uh, hypothesis or not a very simple, uh, how to say, uh, material and then they elaborate it, they extend it and then they develop it. Hmm? So they started actually, they started with the, with the, with the elements. And uh, then the, the one of the, you know, one of the last chapter of, uh, of this uh, paragraph is about uh, the diversity of feelings, the diversity of the Vedana. So, atsavati. Uh, because it is in dependence on the diversity of elements that there arises the diversity of contacts. Mm? So we have seen that before, no? Because of the different elements, like we have seen the 18 types of elements, if you remember, if you are listening actually. <laughs> so we had, you know, the, the, the six sense bases, huh? and then the six sense objects, and also the six types of uh, consciousness that were arising out of these uh, uh, objects. So these 18, eight, these eight, 18 elements, uh, when the three of them, like the, 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 the eye base and then the eye object, you know, the visual, uh, the visual uh, object, and then also the, the eye consciousness comes together, then there is contact. So here this is what they say. It is in dependence on the diversity of elements that there arises the diversity of contacts. It in dependence on the diversity of contacts that there arises the diversity of feelings. So out of these different types of contact, hmm, eye contact, uh, ear contact, body contacts, nose and uh, mind contact, everything, uh, arise different types of feelings and also the that also you know we have seen in the other uh, sutta where they say that uh, in diversity with the diversity of uh, of uh, of, uh, of uh, contact then also diversity of feeling and also diversity of mental exploration if you read the the, the, the english translation over there so it all it all comes to that that means with the different types of uh, contact then the different types of feeling that are arising. So here, you know, here, the following is, the diversity of contacts does not arise in dependence on the diversity of feeling. So we see, here it is, they, they put an order. They put an order. 
they say that uh, context, or the diversity of context, does not arise in dependence on the diversity of feeling. That means feeling is depending on contact. Because of contact, feeling arises. And then the diversity of elements does not arise in dependence on the diversity of contact. So uh, the elements themselves, the 18 elements or the 6 elements, they don't arise because of the contact. But contact arises because of uh, the elements. So here, just uh, uh, they go on, you know, with the, with the same principle as uh, as the explanation. What is the, what are the eighteen elements, and then what are actually the eighteen uh, types of uh, the six type of contact and everything, the all kinds of uh, feeling. But uh, but just to say that the things are. Uh, are arising depending on conditions. Things uh, are arising depending on causes. And just that simple statement that phenomena arise and cease through causes, that simple statement got the Sariputta, you know, he got enlightened right there on the spot. When the, that uh, Asaji, you know the Arat Asaji, who was uh, one of the five uh, first disciples of the Buddha, then that Asaji was going, you know, on his uh, on his way, and then Sadiputta was a uh, wanderer of uh, another uh, type of uh, sect, met him, and, and then he asked, "Okay, now you please tell me what is uh, in brief, you know, please tell me what is the." The, the doctrine of your teacher because you look so, you look so peaceful and so serene. And then Asadi said, no, 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 I can't explain that to you on the round like this. And, but Sariputta really insisted. And then uh, finally the Asadi said, phenomena arise and cease through causes. That's all. That's all. And it was enough for that Sariputta, you know, just to click. Why? Exactly why? Because he was an inquirer. He was a person who was asking questions. And then the beginning of his search was in regard to questions, fundamental questions of life. Why is life? Why is there suffering? Why are people missing in sensual pleasure? Why is death? Why, why, why? So that search, this is what makes us an inquirer. Why? So now we are here, we are meditating, and then first we... You know, we calm down a little bit with our questioning and then we don't see so much why and the, the reason for things to be, but we start to realize what. We start to realize, okay, now let us see what is there, what is what. But the more we understand what is what, you know, what we are, what is the world, the more also we understand the causes. And uh, this principle is... Uh, is, is, is all about uh, the Buddha's teaching, you know, that uh, the Buddha says, he who sees dependent arising sees the Dhamma. He who sees the Dhamma sees the dependent arising. So it's all about that. So the dependent arising, which is actually the, the twelve link of the Patichasamapada, can be explained uh, in brief or not in brief, actually, I cannot say that, because uh, 
and also that's why I, I look at the I look at the watch so that uh, I will say no 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 it's finished can't talk about that anymore <laughs> because it's very detailed and also it is very difficult to uh, to to grasp but. Uh, we can grasp some of the fundamental just by starting, you know, just by having a genuine inquiry and also a general way of observing phenomenon. From anywhere we can start. We can start by observing a, a physical phenomenon. Now this is Rupa. So Rupa, you know, it comes also with the mind. So we already, we understand, I mean, we have a basic things, a basic grounding in, in Nama Rupa. So Nama Rupa is actually the five aggregates. So Nama Rupa is one of the link of the Patichasmopada. So if we look at it now, we say, okay, now this Nama Rupa, so what is the cause and also what it, uh, what it will come after that? So what is the cause of uh, Nama Rupa? So there is Nama Rupa now, but also there is Nama Rupa materiality and uh, mentality also at the moment of birth, at the moment of conception. So also there, it's there. So what is the cause of that? So then the cause for Nama Rupa is the Vijnana. So Vijnana consciousness has the power, the consciousness also, uh, that is coming together with the Chaitana that we talked about. Hmm? That consciousness has the power to create a new birth. So Vijnana Nama Rupa, and also what condition the vijnana, you know, this is the sankara, the volition uh, activity, the volition formations, and uh, what condition these uh, volition formations, is this the ignorance. So, indeed it can be very deep. Also, if we start from now, like now we just, we, we, we just uh, view the, a few points, you know, so we have Nama Rupa. Now we are doing the fundamental meditation and then we see this, uh, this Rupa. And also we see the consciousness that is arising uh, with the contact of uh, these uh, sense objects and also with the contact of the mental objects. So we see the consciousness also coming together. And then, uh, and then also we see that uh, the, the life is dynamic. So from here, then we have to go to the bathroom. What is this? This is evolution that is pushing us to go there. So, uh, so this is uh, this is sankara, a type of sankara. Also, there is the volition to go to to to, to eat, and the, the volition to do things, and then the volition to uh, to do other things. So, from now we, we 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 can have a clue, and then also from now also we we can investigate more about. Uh, uh, about cause and effect, but also if we keep with the with these uh, twelve uh, basic uh, link of uh, the Patichasmopa, then when, then we, we we see also that uh, from the from Nama Rupa you have the six senses hmm? Nama Rupa Patiya Salatana. So the six senses that that are actually the base that uh, we have looked in the Sutta. Salatana, the six senses. And I would like to, now that I think about it, again, we have a wonderful simile by the Lady Sado, and then he compares the, you know, not, not, not anymore with the locomotive, but he compares the body, and he says, okay, now you are meditating, and uh, you have to see your body as a glass, a, a palace 
of glass, a palace of mirrors. So I don't know if you, if some of you have been to Asia, you know, I didn't see in Sri Lanka, but in Myanmar, we have uh, some uh, temples or some places and uh, like it's a big, uh, a big room, you know, and then they will have a, a Buddha statue, a gigantesque Buddha statue. And then also on the wall or, or on the pillows, they will have plenty of little glasses. And it's very beautiful because it is re reflecting the light. So whenever you go, you just see full of lights and it, it makes a wonderful type of decoration. So everywhere, on the walls, on the columns, and everywhere you look, it is just full of glasses, small little mirrors that are able to reflect the light, that are able to reflect also the images. So he says, let's say that uh, your, Buddha, your, 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 uh, your body is just a, a palace of glass. That means you are just a mirror. We are just uh, full of little glasses. And this is interesting because uh, if we connect it with the four-element meditation that is taught, you know, by the, by the Bosado, but also that is uh, seen, explained in the in the commentaries, and also seen how it has been transmitted in in the, in, the, in the meditation field uh, traditionally, then uh, then they say, okay, no, no, you do the four-element meditation until your body becomes kind of a, a block of ice. We see the body as just a, a block of uh, lumin luminosity. And what is the purpose? And what is this? It's because of the purity of the mind that has developed, you know, uh, that object of meditation. Uh, the purity of the mind has uh, been able to see a little bit more subtle aspects of uh, this body. And actually we are seeing kind of mirror. We are seeing, seeing lumin luminosity. We are seeing that body just as a big block of mirrors. And what are those mirrors representing? Those mirrors simply represent the sense bases, the sense doors. Yeah? And uh, last time uh, I did uh, speak about, uh, <coughs> about the doors, how uh, they are compared with the different types of doors that we can see in a building. So, a window is a door, and a door is a door, but uh, you have different types of doors. That is, there are doors where uh, opening or where people can come in, you know, or things or beings can come in and go out. Like if we open the windows, it's the same. So these doors are just the normal doors, like the, the, the mouth or the nose or the, the, the ears and things like this. This is just the doors that can. Uh, uh, get some uh, something in, but uh, the sense doors. This is different. The sense doors. They are like mirrors. That is, they are like windows, huh? but uh, shut windows. And these windows actually they are glass. And in Burmese, glass means man. And man also they give different types. You know, so man is a mirror. And then the mirror. Can you can be used as a reflective, you know, to be a reflective. That is, you, you can see yourself in a in a mirror, and also the mirror, in the sense of glass, the light can go through, so it is translucent. So the 
house of mirror, the house of palace that we are having is just the, 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 the six senses are, are just able to, to, they are transparent and then they are able to, to reflect the, 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 the objects that, they, that, is in, that is coming in contact with us. And then the, the, the sixth sense, that is the, 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 the mind base, it's like a big crystal uh, globe or a, a big crystal ball that you, are, that you have uh, in your heart area. And then that, uh, that crystal ball is, uh, is also reflecting the same uh, five sense objects that are coming through the, 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 the five senses at the same time. So whenever there is a sound or a, a sight or a touch or uh, you know, <laughs> a taste or things like this, it is reflected in that, in that mirror, uh, crystal mirror. And this is the principle of the mind. The mind can take uh, any of the five senses the five uh, objects, and, the, and then it can it can reflect it, and also the mind has the power to uh, has the possibility to 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 reflect its own object without uh, the medium of the five senses. So this was for the analogy of the salatana that refers to the six senses. So when we see our body as a uh, palace of uh, mirrors, then also the si the, 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 in the Patichasimopada, then the uh, five, uh, the, the salatana, the six senses, they are involved with, uh, with contact, passa, huh? so all kinds of contact, and then also from the contact, also the type of uh, Vedana that, uh, that can arise. And uh, now we have no time, but there are some uh, explanations or the, the, the Abhidhamma they say about the Vedana, they have hundreds of Vedana, so we can list a long <coughs> list of uh, types of Vedana, but uh, you know what is Vedana and uh, uh, body, body, ve bodily Vedana and also uh, the mental Vedanas and also the subdivisions and then all kinds of multiplication regard, regard, regarding to that. And then from the Vedana, then, then liking or disliking and then that uh, craving is arising, and then the craving is pushing us towards becoming one thing, and then you know again and again, and then the birth, and everything is just following the craving like this. So it's just a, it's just a, a circle. Like in the text that we had seen uh, last week or last time, it was about the uh, expositions on the. Uh, on, on the elements, you know, the analysis by Datu Vibhanga. So the end was, okay, uh, you know, the, the Pukkusati, then he was told after that uh, he had understood the, the five uh, elements, then related to the sixth type of element that was the consciousness, then also connected with the consciousness because it was uh, introduced the feeling. So from there also, then the, 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 the ending of the sutta was in relation to the feeling. So that is, if somebody is, uh, whatever feeling the person is experiencing, then the person develops a type of neutrality. And then with that type of equanimity, with that type of balance, he is not affected anymore by clinging and then by all kinds of uh, imbalance that bring uh, becoming again and again, and then trouble, you know, happiness, unhappiness, and all kinds of uh, instability that, uh, that uh, dif different, uh, you know, uh, happenings uh, bring to us.
It doesn't mean that people are not doing anything, but it means that there is a detachment that brings them to the, 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 the supreme serenity, the supreme peace, that is the peace of, uh, of Nirvana. So just on feeling, just on Vedana, you get it there. But uh, as we have seen, it can be easy. You can say, no, it's not me, not I, not mine. And also feelings are just arising and just passing away. But if we don't have the background, if we don't have the knowledge, okay, now, what is what? And why is what? If we don't have an, a, a general understanding of perspective in time, a perspective of history about the past, the future, and the, and the present, then it's difficult to, to adjust our life. It is difficult also to adjust our actions and everything. So meditation is based on the present, but also meditation englobes all kinds of perspective that we can uh, Keep in mind all kinds of perspectives that are still in the background that makes us a little bit more wiser. Now, I still have five minutes. It's okay, no? So uh, I'm sure so you won't mind because it's a question that you have, one of you has asked. And uh, it is related to, uh, for those of us who do not get the Vipassana portion of the path on this retreat, what is the best way to use our improved concentration to cultivate Panya or an insight? So uh, just briefly, like uh, because we have talked about, uh, you know, the Sutta, like the, the uh, the meditation on the elements, you know, the exposition on, on the elements uh, uh, the, where the Pukusati, Vibhanga, Vibhanga, that uh, Vibhanga, uh, there also they speak about wisdom. I don't want, you know, to relate only on text, about text, but I just want to say that, well, text sometimes can give us a clue about uh, how we can. Uh, how we can practice. Sometimes uh, text also can uh, enable us to, uh, uh, to get uh, some inspiration. So here, what they were talking about, uh, the wisdom, you know, because uh, the four foundations that they were saying, okay, now that person is based on four foundations, you remember, or maybe not, you know, the foundation of truth, the foundation of uh, relinquishment, the foundation of peace, and then the foundation of wisdom. So what was the commentary saying about the foundation of wisdom is that uh, wisdom is explained by a way of the meditation on the elements. So it's all about the analyze, analysis of uh, the elements that is uh, going to, uh, to bring us some uh, practical uh, means to, to, to continue our practice.
So, uh, related to the practice. So now if we, even now, if when we are developing concentration, you know, then at a certain point, if we are able to just to, 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 to get a glimpse or to be able to adapt that uh, concentration to, uh, to a vipassana that is uh, uh, based on some kinds of fundamental, we can, some people can go straight to the practice of vipassana and say, okay, now everything is an each and then dukkha, anatta, and that's fine, you know, we don't, uh, uh, we don't want to question uh, this practice, but uh, if this, if you are not satisfied with, uh, you know, with uh, just going straight to the to the core of insight, then just look a little bit about what the text says about uh, the, the the fundamental, you know, the principle on which uh, these insights have to be based, and uh, uh, it has to be based on the element. So. Uh, now we just took the text, but actually the commentaries also they will say that uh, this is called Namarupa uh, Parichida. So this is the first uh, step of, win of insight. That means you have to define, you have to delimit, and then you have to identify what is materiality, what is mentality. Then the second uh, type of uh, knowledge that is uh, introducing us to vipassana is the Nama. Uh, that is, we have to understand the causes and effect. We have to understand the conditional uh, arising. The, we have to understand a uh, minimum of, uh, of uh, conditionality and causality within regard to this process. So if we are able to, 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 to put that in, in the practice, you know, then uh, when we are left out from here, then we can also continue, you know, and uh, to understand these things is just uh, uh, we just go by little by little the way that that is more uh, suitable to us. Like now we 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 started with thoughts, we started with volition. So if we were able, just if we were able to all the time see our volitions before doing anything, what is my volition? What is my intention? What is my motivation? My motivation, my motive, my my energy that will make the engine go. So this is a very strong thing that, that can base us to, uh, to develop uh, more of, uh, of uh, the practice in our life, if we can understand our motivation. From our motivation, then we, we, we can understand the machine, that is the, the materiality, we can understand also the, the, the mentality, and everything can go like this. Or we can start with the, with the feeling, but also knowing where feelings are arising. What is the cause of these feelings? As we have seen, it's caused by contact, and contact is based on, the, on the, 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 these types of elements. So anyway, uh, I think uh, you can have a very good base for uh, continuing your practice, and uh, it's, not, uh, it's not very difficult. Whatever you are doing, when you practice properly, even when you are practicing uh, anapana or just basic uh, samatha, Still, uh, the aspect of wisdom is there. Still, the aspect of understanding is there. And then you pur purify your life, you purify your sila, you pur purify your mind, you pur purify your samadhi, and then also wisdom is also coming together with it. So, uh, I think... Now, 
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.